You are listening to Legion of Substitute Podcasters, episode 715, End of an Era, part two of six, Valor 22, The Center Cannot Hold. Welcome to episode 715 of Legion of Substitute Podcasters. I am Paul French, and today, oh, I am Gotham Central, kid. Oh, cool. I have uh, fallen down a little rabbit hole, folks, over uh, over the weekend. I uh, got a hold of the latest uh, edition of the Gotham Central Omnibus, and um, where they finally corrected all of the pages where it's winter and there was no snow. And they're talking about the snow, and there's no snow because uh-huh. someone someone left a, a layer off, basically off the uh, the artwork. Oopsie. And um, and uh, anyway, and I've been wanting to get it for a while because you know there's some of the stuff that's very easy to find, and some of it is just harder now. And, well, it took like um, 15 years to fix that, huh? Right, exactly. And and that was only because uh, um, of because a conversation you demanded it. Oh. Yes, but really a conversation that Ed Brubaker had with uh, Marie Javins. And uh, and and he's like, yeah, man, I wish we could have another crack of that. And she goes, you know, because of this. And she was like, well, we should do that then. And they did it. They did it. So, Yay. Yeah. But so I've been reading a bit. Of, uh, you know, I've read uh, sort of the first hundred or so pages. And uh, I had read some of it way back in the day. Uh, but it was great to read it again, and God, it looks great. And uh, it's just, uh, it's some good storytelling. And, um, you know, it's what they, they they always said, like, Gotham was originally supposed to be this. Like, it was supposed to be the, basically, um, you know, the, the wire or homicide life on the street, as told in Gotham City. And, um, in fact, they even have the uh, the whiteboard. Uh, that they had in uh, in homicide, and um, but uh, but then it was like oh well, but then we can have young Bruce Wayne and oh and we can have the Riddler and we can have the and, and it, you know just became the the, ad- the adventures of Batman when he was a boy. Batman was a boy. Bat boy, <laughs> exactly. bat boy, bat boy. <laughs> That's exactly it, Jim. You've nailed it. And um, anyway, so uh, it's a great read. I highly recommend it. And, um, hey, if you don't want to shell out for it, call your local library. See if they will uh, bring it in. Indeed. So, uh, and, and as Omnibuy go, I mean, we've talked often about, you know, it's like, it'll kill you if you're reading it in bed. But um, but it's uh, it's it's of a manageable size because it's, I mean, it's like 40 issues. It's a blunt instrument in a clue game, I'm sure. It, it still is. It yeah. still is. Yes. Uh, you know, uh, Colonel Relish. Uh, with the uh, the Gotham Central <laughs> omnibus in the living room. Of course, of course. I don't want to violate any any copyrights. Oh, please. <laughs> Over to you, sir. <laughs> Hi, everybody. I am Darren Well, and this weekend I am two out of the seven Deadly Sins kid. Happy Pride weekend! Yay! Yay! It's not Pride in Atlanta because Pride in Atlanta comes after October. Oh, okay. It's very biblical. We moved it because it's yeah. it, uh, several reasons, but it's too damn hot here. 
to do mm. an, an outdoor festival. And traditionally, it gets rained out that weekend um, mm. due, due to the afternoon thunder boomers. So uh, we, we have ours in October. Everybody else is like celebrating. So I did a whole bunch of movies today and watched a whole bunch of drag queen stuff. It was fun. I was dancing around my place. Woo! Yes. Yeah. And the other sin is wrath. Because I'm fucking oh. pissed. Saw it coming. Knew it was coming. But I, I don't think a lot of people understand how deep this goes with this ruling from SCOTUS. And I'm not going to get too deep into it because I know I have a tendency to rant. What? I do. I know it's a shock yeah. to everybody out there who's new to listening that I, I might rant about some things from time to time. I think we mm-hmm. did it last episode. Um, but this is, this, this is all about your right to privacy as an individual citizen. That's what the road case pinned on and a whole bunch of other cases pinned to that as well as precedent. And so now you're going to see attacks on your own personal liberties, whether you're a woman or a man, regardless of what's going on. Um, You're you're gonna see a rolling back of all of that coming. Barely. Or at least an an attempt. Oh, the attempt will be made. All it will take is one pharmacist to say, I'm not going to fulfill your prescription for the pill. Even, even though there are many women who take the pill for reasons other than contraception because it helps to manage their monthly cycle in a positive way as opposed to debilitating cramps and whatever. Um, that, that would be a, a case that would go to the Supreme Court and be overturned based upon what we've seen um, in the concurrent writing by, Dr., uh, by Justice Thomas. So um, it, it's going to go all the way down the line. So we are, we're in for a fight and we have to fight it. Um, if you if you value your autonomy and it affects men just as much as it affects women, um, I, th- I think people don't understand that at this point. So um, that's all I'm going to say about that for now, because we're supposed to be a happy, happy, fun podcast. and I'm going to try to be a happy guy now as opposed to raffle kid. So over to you, Travis. Hey, everybody, this is Travis Elsor. And this week I'm going to be um, Marvel UK reading update lad. Sweet. Oh, nice. So, a couple weeks ago, I started my grand project of the uh, Marvel UK 90s titles, reading every single one of them and reading oh, all. Oh, was that, was that your plan? You were going to read them all? Yes. Awesome. I've bought every single one over the past three years. How many is that? Is it like 300? A lot. I have no idea. I didn't count. <laughs> it's a lot. Um, so anyway, I, you know, I first I did a little reread of the original Deadhead. That stuff's still good. I still like it. So then there was the first, uh, what I've done so far the past two weeks, the first Knights of Pendragon series, which starts off with a horrible first issue and then becomes a really good series. Ah. And, and even in the letters page, they're like, yeah, we'd like to go back and rewrite that first issue. Like it was very, <laughs> it was very vague and dark and no one really understood it. And I was mm. like, yes, exactly. Um, but it had, it has Captain Britain on a lot of the covers, but he is not a main character at all. <laughs> They're just trying to get in sales. But yeah, mm-hmm. the main character really is uh, Inspector Die Thomas, who is a supporting character in Captain Britain and Excalibur. And uh, anyway, it's a really an environmental title, uh, mainly about the earth and pollution and stuff like that. And it's really good. Yeah. So that, they had one volume of it, and I just started the second volume actually today. But before that, there was the Death's Head 2 miniseries, which was really good. Dan Abnett, uh, early writing from him. 
Um, it's before Andy Lanning was writing with him. He was only an inker at that point. He's the inker on the title. Okay. And Liam Sharp is the penciler. He is very 90s at that time. He, he gets way better, but he's very nice. He's good, but he's very 90s at the time. Yeah. Uh, that, that book's really good and fun. The third series, which I've completed, there were seven issues, is called Black Axe. That book is bad. <laughs> <laughs> like bad, so, like, like the kids say? Like so what? bad, good? Or I'm bad. No. I'm bad. You no. know it. No. Hey, I'm bad. I, I couldn't tell you any other thing the writer or artist have done. I never heard of either one of them. Maybe never hear of them again. Um, the the main character is an immortal who apparently is a good fighter of some sort, and really there's supposed to be more to him that you're they're supposed to reveal, but they never do. Yeah. There's one issue where they do kind of a flashback to ancient Egypt showing him there, and there's a fill-in artist, and that was the best issue of the series where you actually get a little bit of a hint of what's going on. Right. The rest of it, you have no idea what's going on. The artist has a kind of blocky style, which I like the style, and there's a reason they got uh, John Romita Jr. and Klaus Jansen to do covers. It kind yeah. of matches up with that. But his storytelling is really not good. The action scenes, I have no idea what's going on. Just none. There's supposed to be like these good fight scenes with this great fighter and you just you don't know what's going on at any point right and the last three issues of the series um he goes to africa and he meets the black panther and they had this big thing about their hey we're introducing a brand new african superhero and uh, hey sure why not there's not that many so you're thinking how much imagination did they put into this so oh, yeah. the character is, you know, the, you got the Black Panther already gets starring in the book. This character is in a costume that looks like a black lion, which not very different from the Black Panther, black except they Panther. put a they put a mane on him and kind of show some teeth and so stuff. So he kind of looks like one of those Grace Jones outfits from the early. Yeah, yeah. Or like so, the, the the Broadway version of the Lion King. No, uh, those not, not actually, that bad. No. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, so not too much imagination there. But then you think, okay, what are they going to name him? <laughs> so you're thinking, okay, probably the laziest thing would be Black Lion, right? No, there's a worse name. Go go lazier than that. His co- his name, the superhero who the African superhero's name is Africa. That's it. What? Mm. It's just Africa. Like it's not even like, like so Captain he, Africa. So it's just it's just Africa. Yeah. He, well, but it's it's got a it's got a cool '90s spelling though. With with the K. <laughs> with the two a K and two A is yeah. But oh, it's okay. still it's. But does it's he have, so bad? Does it's he not, have the ability to to create the rains down in Africa? Because I, that I would make him far more interesting. But uh, it, see, it's, they missed it's that. not as bad as Earthman. It's worse, I gotta say. <laughs> it's much worse. But anyway, I've. Yeah, I've but, finished, but that's a close second. Yeah. yeah I finished yeah. Black Axe today and I'm back to the second volume of Nice of Dragon, which is start off nicely. But yeah, that's my update for that so far. And uh, is, over is, to you, Michael. Knight, who writes Knights of Pendragon? Just curious. Is it Furman? Uh, Dan Abnett and. Uh, oh, Abnett. And John Tomlinson, I think, co writes with him. But it's good stuff. 
Yeah, if it's Abnet, it's good. Yeah. What's happening there? I'm, I'm hearing. Someone's uh, trying to get us a lawsuit. Yeah, 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 yeah. We can't afford that. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah don't play That's that. That's very loose. Yeah, it's bad. Over to you, Michael. All right. Hi, everybody. Uh, Michael Grabois here. And this weekend, I am Swamp Lad. Um, we are continuing our uh, Deep South heat wave. And it's up to like 98 degrees with humidity that makes it feel like 103, 104. And you just don't want to go outside if you don't have to. Oh, I, I did because I lost my AC on Friday. Oh, I'm sorry. I mean, f- f- uh, 80%, half the people on this podcast can, uh, can commiserate with oh, either yeah. losing uh, losing air conditioning on a hot summer weekend or, or losing just, heat in a blizzard. <laughs> I, I, ha- I, I have to turn it off when I record these podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> mine, mine is running, and if it weren't, I'd be pissed. So we all can commiserate. Yeah, we're all kind of swamp ass down here in the dirty south. That's true. So uh, this is the, the kind of thing where you don't like want to go outside and mow your lawn until 7 o'clock at night. Because that's when it's finally down below 95 degrees. Yeah, then the, six in the morning. But oh, that's even worse. That the dew just starts jamming up your mower. Well, if you do it at seven o'clock at night, the mosquitoes are going to attack you. Oh, so, yeah, there is no good time. <laughs> there is no good time. Midnight. Midnight's good. The uh, the, the, the little best, lamp. <laughs> the best time to do it actually is when you pay somebody and do they it do it. Yes. So that is uh, the extent of my exciting weekend, with the exception that we may actually get some rain this coming week. So, yay! So I I I finally watered my plants and and watered my uh, the the bushes and stuff out front um, for the first time in a few weeks, just to make sure that we get some rain this week. I didn't I didn't wash my car, but if we don't oh, get wow. If we don't get rain next week, then I'm going to have to wash it to make sure that, that we get rain. Yeah, it's getting uh, that way over here, too. I've, I've got yeah. to take the car to be washed or do a, do a rain dance or something. <laughs> so that's it for me over to you, Jim. Hey, everyone. I'm Jim Purcell, and this week I am 19 pounds, lad. Yay! Uh, because I lost 19 pounds this week. Yay! Yes! If you all recall. Well... To be fair, half of it was on day one with all the water weight I shed. Uh, yeah. Wow. Uh, but, That's uh, healthy if you lose that much in a day, <laughs> but. Yeah, well, I went from, uh, I went from, uh, 340, what was it? Three, I don't, damn it. Uh, 348 to 329. Congrats. Nice. Yep. Well That's done, sir. It is. That One is foot a start. In front of the other, sir. One foot in front what's, of the other. What's What's your target? Oh, my target is like two fifty and less, but uh, right now I'm just trying to get under three. Yeah, just just yeah, baby steps. Do it in increments. That way you won't get like disappointed. Yeah. Right. Or heat stroke. Well. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. My doctor always said she would. She would say, you know, the idea is to start with ten percent. Just start with that and then work on the next 10%. To, to be fair, that was entirely a diet. 
I actually didn't do any exercise while I was uh, doing this first week. Um, I probably should start exercising now that I'm so that was kind of an intense uh, plant uh, fruit and vegetable only thing for the first week. It was mm. called a cleanse. Uh, oh, right. You mentioned that. Yes. Yeah, it was a yeah, there's a bunch of pills, mostly alfalfa to help my my gut ecology, I suppose. Um, yeah. Now I'm more on just a regular low carb thing just uh, going forward so I can nice. eat real food again because uh, the worst part about dieting is how all you can think about is food all the time is what I've discovered. Yep. Uh, what, what helped me, Jim, was trying to, on those days when I could, sleep through because I've done intermittent fasting before where you only get to yeah. eat for eight hours a day. Right. Uh, if I can, If I can just stay asleep for a good part of that, then I'm not awake when I'm not able to eat. You know Makes what I mean? Sense. So it, yeah. it, it kind of helped me combat that. God, I'm hungry. Cause I'm, I'm, I would just wear myself. That's what the exercise does. Is it wears you out. So you sleep longer and then you're like, Oh, I can get up. I can, I can eat something. That's good. That's nice. You know? Um, usually I would just have water first thing though. Right. I'm, not, I'm not a big breakfast guy. Typically, unless we're doing shaky maple, then uh, all bets are off. Um, <laughs> so, um, <laughs> uh, breakfast, not, not breakfast is a challenge for me as well. Yeah. Just, uh, I wake up so late in the morning to go to work in the afternoon. So yep. by then it's lunch and I usually eat lunch and that's really bad. <laughs> uh, I, yeah. I also recommend if you're not already doing it, um, uh, swapping out soda for Water, if you can. Diet. Well, I'm 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 done with soda for at least a month. My goal is to not drink soda for a month, and cool. so I'm a week into it. My soda cravings are gone, thankfully. Mostly, I just have huh, huh, meat meat cravings. Yeah, <laughs> they want the meat sweats back. Yeah, mm. <laughs> the meat sweats. Mm, meat. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> yeah, that's uh. that's how I lost a lot was. Just switching from um, regular Coke to either Coke Zero or even better water. Well, and just, the, bad, the bad news is I can't drink diet soda because I think it all tastes foul. Mm-hmm. The good news is that means I can't drink it, so I'm just drinking yeah. water. So yeah. it's fine. Yeah. yeah. Water is definitely the way to go. You, you can't drink too much water because you'll pee it all out, whatever you don't need. That's true. You can drink too much water. It's called drowning. <laughs> well, no, and they frown on that. <laughs> that would be breathing too much water. Mm. Eh, semantics. Carry the so water. anyway, I will keep the podcast updated with my friends. Nice. Yeah, awesome. Absolutely. Go, Jim, go. Go, Jim, go. And uh, that, so I think we, we got a guest. I was going to say that's our... Uh, that's our diet cast for the week. Everybody take a drink. Take a drink. Take a drink. Of, of, of water. 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 Yeah, water. <laughs> water. Hi, everyone. It's Brent Brickhill here. And this week I am Mission Monitor Lad. Um, in my um, ever increasing um, involvement in my father's aging, uh, we recently got him a personal alarm. And I took my first flight um, about three weeks ago. And I literally sat down in my chair, did up my seatbelt, and it's like, Bernard's alarm, help me, help me. Oh, no. um, 
So I've now had seven alarm callouts, and uh, this is this is in dead supposedly falling. Um, he hasn't fallen once. Uh, he's yep. dropped the the uh, watch about four times. Uh, he's got tangled in his clothing twice, and had some issues changing a battery. So yeah. uh, wow. you know, I'm on call. I'm on call, but it's yeah. uh, it's quite funny because I. I can talk to him through the alarm. So um, it's like, hey, Dad, have you fallen over? And he's like, no, I'm okay, I'm okay. <laughs> and um, it's, it's been kind of fun. But, yeah, um, yeah it, it's been um, a bit of a godsend because he has had two pretty nasty falls that landed yeah. him in emergencies. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. He's, doing, he's doing okay. He's doing okay. Very cool. Nice. It's nice to get – and it's nice to have some lighter moments – in amongst all these, yeah, seriously, yeah. yeah, you need that for sure. For sure. All righty then. So that um, brings us to uh, our, our our next segment, wherein we discuss Legion news. Do we have any, <laughs> or lack thereof? It, or lack thereof. I've got, I've got crickets on my side. Anybody else? Sounds like you think Terminator, but. Trying to think if I saw any, because um, I got caught up on what's going on Dark Crisis wise, and I don't recall seeing them uh, show up at all yet. No, uh, no. This will be a Dragon Con, so Darren, you could be our roving reporter. And who's who's going to be at Dragon Con? Bendis. Oh, I can't wait to see him. Yeah, yeah. Con- Conway is going to be there too. I'm gonna, I'm dying to ask him about Lord Romdur's castle. I'm just gonna. <laughs> 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 Indeed. Y'all should come to Dragon sometime. It's a fun time. Yes. I mean, it's nerdy gras. Ah, nerdy I gras. I like honestly that. Honestly, thought about. I was gonna go to Memphis Comic Con this year. I was still really thinking about it, but now it looks like I'm not. So I really thought about just going to Dragon Con mm-hmm. and just having a little trip to Atlanta. It's gonna be a long weekend anyway. Uh, it starts on Wednesday. Not officially. Well, my 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 weekend won't be quite as long as I, the Dragon Con uh, eight you know, day weekend. It starts on Wednesday <laughs> and it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. <laughs> I, I would go maybe two days. I wouldn't go the full fourteen. Well, if go ahead and make your plans to get a hotel now if you're serious about coming, because hotel rooms are gone from the host hotels for sure. Mm-hmm. At this point, although you might be able to snap something up last minute. Um, there's a lot of events in Labor Day. There's the Chick-fil-A kickoff bowl. There's a lot of college football fans up here. And then there is a big book festival. So a lot of authors are at both Dragon Con and the Cater Book Festival, which is about 10 miles away. And it's Black Gay Pride. How, how far uh, away are the convention and the aquarium? Because I want to go to it too. Okay, so there's actually a Dragon Con event at the aquarium. That's a separate ticketed event. So I would say you could combine both of those things and do do two in one. Uh, DragonCon is walkable um, to the aquarium if you have the stamina for the hills in Atlanta and the heat humidity. I mean, I've done plenty of hiking. I, yeah, so so you're probably going to be good. I would not do it at night. If, it, if it's at night, I would say take an Uber. The problem with the Ubers and Lyfts is it's going to take you forever to get two blocks because traffic's packed all week. I gotcha. So you could be looking at a $35 Uber. And one time, one year, the Hyatt 
downtown lost our reservations and they wanted to put us in the Hyatt Buckhead. I'm like, absolutely not. Well, it's only eight miles away. Yeah, it's eight miles away and it's an hour in traffic. Yeah. So you lose all that time and the convenience of not having a hotel room you can go and crash into because back then that was 100,000 people. I think they're trying to keep it around 60, 65,000 this year. Gotcha. Um, Yeah, slowly ramping up again. Um, Last year it was at I think 40 or 50, um, but they're really, and it is virtual. So anyone can watch the virtual stuff online, dragoncon.org, not, mm-hmm. not plugging, not paid to plug them, but, um, it is a fan convention run by fans. And if you love just chatting with fans about stuff, it is a great place to hang. And it's like 35 mini conventions. Mm-hmm. Um, so you could hang out in the Star Trek room all weekend if you wanted to. That's completely fine. Yeah. But there's there's everything. I'll send you the link if you don't already have it, Travis. Yeah. I was, uh, yeah, they're, they're, you know, and, and they're all going to be um, bigger and bigger this year. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I was, uh, uh, I uh, Ella was, or sorry, Sarah was at a uh, cub camp this weekend. And um, her cub leader works for the Fan Expo group. Ah. And um, <clears throat> and he was saying that uh, that that the the recent um, Florida convention, which um, I, I, MegaCon. Oh, yep, I think it was MegaCon. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because that is one of theirs. Yeah, there it is. Um, he said it was uh, about 40,000 more people uh, mm-hmm. this time than in the previous year. It was like a new record. And, wow. Yeah. And, and when I say the previous year, I mean, like 2019. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, so they are they are gearing up for a huge year, and like they do, you know, they've got uh, like uh, Fan Expo Dallas, St. Louis, Philadelphia, Cleveland, uh, Vancouver, Portland, New Orleans, uh, San Francisco, and uh, and then the Dallas Fan Festival, and uh, yeah, they've got a, a Chicago, Boston, Denver, <laughs> everywhere apparently. Yep, I, I have a Terrificon coming up. Uh, yes, a month from now, and it looks like uh, based purely on like the guest list, it's going to be way bigger than it was last year. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, DragonCon's yeah, just getting around to announcing some guests now. They've had a, you know, they they didn't want to announce anyone too early because, of course, contracts and things and COVID and things can change. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, it looks like um, they're going to announce some people from the Titan Show on hbo okay yeah so that, that'll be cool they've got some folks from charmed coming in so that's always fun for the nostalgia factor they've got some trek people i haven't seen anyone from doctor who yet but they usually have a couple of doctor who yeah. folks um at dragon so um, Dra- dragon con gets a lot of media guests there's a lot of media guests but then there's also uh, there's a lot of role playing going on there's there's a there's a building dedicated to gaming that's 24 7 during the con that's good. And, and some of the some of the role playing is even like related to the convention. I'm sure. Yeah, some of it is. Yeah, some of it is. Um, there, there's D and D competitions, and then there's like robot wars where you go in and you build a robot and you battle. Wait, back up. Battle bots. Yeah. Back up. Competitive D and D. Competitive D and D. That's yeah. new to me. Yep, it's decided by the DM who was the best player. Oh, I yep. see. So, so you, the person who gets into it the most. Not necessarily that, but who, who was the most successful? I think they run the same um, campaign or same adventure at different tables. 
and then the DMs meet to discuss who was the best player. Um, that kind of a thing. And then there's an award at the end of the weekend. <laughs> I mean, it's a five-day thing. It starts officially Thursday at midnight, but it, go, it goes through Monday at 6 or 7 p.m. And then there's the dead dog party, which is if you make it to that, <laughs> you're a dead dog at that point because you're exhausted. <laughs> you're just and, exhausted. And, of course, there's, there's raves all night, too. So they've got, they've got bands coming. There's a lot of industrial goth folks coming. We've got the, um, the Cybertronic Spree coming. They're a band who plays rock and roll dressed up like Transformers. And they play 80s music, and you better believe You Got the Touch is coming out of that. <laughs> yeah, damn right, yeah. So there, there's a lot of fun stuff at Dragon, and if, if no one's ever been, it is like Nerdy Gras. I'm a big advocate of the con um, just because it is, it's not in the convention center. It takes place over five hotels and a separate um, um, merchandising mart, which is where the dealer's room is. It's four floors of shopping. I mean, there's not a lot you can't get there that you can't get online, but isn't isn't it nice to be in a mall that's for you? Well, there you go. You know, I mean, there's it's just it's it's a once in uh, a lifetime geek experience. It's it's akin Mm -hmm. to San Diego, but for a different reason. Like San Diego is. I was going to say, you guys are making me so 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 jealous. I know, Um, right? You know, (laughs) have like this scale in Australia. It's like. We have Oz Comic Con and Supernova, and there I went to them after um, Comic Con International, and it was like, oh my god, where are my people? Exactly. Um, they're not here in Australia. It's oh, it's so small bad. scale. So and, I hope I get over to something over there sometime in the next couple of years. And a ton of cosplay, like a ton of cosplay. Mm-hmm. There are people who will wear three, four different costumes per day, and and some of these people. Just they start working on their costume the day after the con, the previous year. Yeah, got their ideas. They are gone. They're doing it, and it is. It's pretty intense. Uh, <laughs> it, I, I've never had the same Dragon Con twice. Nice. And I, I can't say that about a lot of other experiences because it's like, yeah, it's, well, it's the same thing. Yeah, it's the same thing. And there's nothing wrong with a with a with a nice one day hotel show for a comic fan. That's good. Yeah, absolutely. Go to those. Support those small shows. But this Dragon Con being the big show that I, I prefer to go to is because it is huge. And mm-hmm. you never, I, I refer to it as like an amoeba. You're absorbed into the amoeba and you don't know where you're going to go <laughs> uh, until the amoeba ejects you at the end of its life cycle. And then you're just left to drift uh, out in the universe. So like, wow, that happened. Yeah. Um, and that, that's what it is. It's, it's a great time. Nice. I'll post some stuff to the Facebook page. How about that? Very cool. Very cool. I'm looking at this list for uh, Fan Expo Toronto, and because uh, he told me today, he's like, "Yeah, you should ch- you should take a look at the list." Because I was like, "Ah, you know, there's um, you know, do you guys even get co- uh, comic creators any in anymore?" And he's like, "Oh, well, do we?" And yeah. uh, I'm gonna get my Strange Adventures. Uh, uh, hardcover signed because Doc Shaner and Garrods and King are all going to be there and uh, um, Kevin McGuire celebrating the 35th anniversary of JLI Mike McCone goodness just lots and lots of people Mike McCone is one of the nicest artists you will ever meet in your life yeah he is so cool that's awesome 
And I yeah, love him. We've been looking oh, okay. a lot of his artwork lately because, of course, he uh, he was like the go-to guy for uh, LEGION annuals. Yes. And, uh, God, they, they were lucky to have him. <laughs> yeah. It's good stuff. Because usually you get the, uh, it's like, oh, and now you get the annual, and it's the not-as-great artist. Not in those cases. <laughs> True. Not in those cases at all. Yeah, yeah. We got wow. some. Uh, we got some non-convention stuff to talk about. What? Yay! What could that be? Well, like non-conventional stuff. Yes. Well, uh, we've got some some Valor stuff. We've got some Legion debut stuff. We've got some some Legion history stuff. It's just like all over the place. Yeah, we just don't have any current news right now. That's all. Right. All right. Well, uh, to kick things off, we have the uh, Legion debuts. We are at the uh, class of 1985. We have 10 entries this week. Uh, first one is Dr. Bolina Chassier, who I didn't recognize until I looked her up, but she was a, um, uh, a scientist at the Time Institute who had a one night stand with Brainiac Five, actually. Ah, Ooh. Uh, good for her. Yeah, she. Uh, uh, they meet in uh, Legion Volume Three, Number Sixteen, and then she comes back in Issue Thirty, and they go out and have a drink, and then Brainy does the Walk of Shame the next morning, and finds out that Ron Vidar died overnight mm. while he was. Oh over. yes. Yeah, that brain thing, yeah. Spoiler alert. Uh, anyway, we also have a doctor, or we have a, a president of Earth. Uh, I'm sure I'm going to butcher the name, Mohai Desai. Desai. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's about right, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, Energy Boy, Professor Ivo, who tried to kill the descendants of the Justice League. Yes. Uh, Karate Kid 2. Uh, A.K.A. Mig or Mike or however you want to pronounce his name. Mig. Mig. Mentala, Quizlet, Superboy Prime, Telus, and Tiger Girl. And as for the class of 1984, it was the closest one we've had in a while. Uh, Zymer or Zemir or Zemir or or however you want to pronounce the little Gildish Pan's name. Yeah. Uh, one in a close one. He had ten votes. Uh, Graham Rands had nine, and Lady Memory had eight. Ooh. Wow! So uh, this one will be Go Zimmer. This one will be interesting with uh, uh, Mantella and Quizlet and Tellus and Superboy Prime. Yeah. And and Brainy's one night stand. So <laughs> there you go. So there you go. Nice. Uh, ready to get into the issue? Yeah, let's do it. All righty. We have Valor number 22, uh, End of an Era, part two of six. This issue was on sale June 14th, 1994. And on the cover, which is by Imminent and Kiesel. Nope. It, uh, that's what <laughs> Grand Comics Database says. That's what what? That's what the Grand Comics Database says. It is wrong. Oh, who is it? Inks are by John Lowe. Oh. 
I actually saw that on the Grand Comics database where it said Kiesel did the inks, and I was like, that doesn't look like Kiesel inks. So I started looking, and I found the original art, and it is John Lowe, and his name is on there on the original art. Oh, well, there you go. There okay. you go. Yeah. I guess I will be submitting a, uh, a correction. Yeah. Please do. Yes, so, there you go, folks. See? Some, somebody see. has to. Uh, on the cover, we have Valor, um, who is in normal colors, and then fading out, we have Dev M, a uh, guy who I think is Tyrock. Yeah, um, that's, that's Mr. Stewart. Yeah. Andromeda and Adult Shadowlass. And they are all kind of in, in gray wash tones showing that they are fading out of existence uh, against a uh, white background. So... End of an Era, Part 2, The Center Cannot Hold. Um, and uh, writer Kurt Busick, penciler Colleen Duran, inker Dave Cooper, letterer Bob Panaha, colorist uh, Dave Grafe, assistant editor Mike McAvenny, editor Casey Carlson, and Mark Wade and Tom McCraw are listed as spotters. And uh, <laughs> basically, basically the three of them wrote all six parts of end of an era, but I guess they only wanted to have one person listed as the, as the main writer. You know, you look at the others and I'll say written by Mark Wade with assist from Tom McCraw and Kurt Busick. Yeah. I mean, it, that, that's just generally, uh, we all plotted it out together and I'm going to write the script for this part. You're going to write the script for that. Right. And that guy's. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, this series is now finally and fully integrated with the other two 30th century books now with uh, Legion and Legionnaires instead of being, well, here is, a, here is young Valor cruising around in the 20th century and then you know, all the, the time shenanigans with the uh, end of an era and things like that. We, we so, have seemed to have glossed over the, the second thousand years he had to ride. Yeah, well, so this <laughs> is a th- this won't matter in a few issues anyway. Wibbly wobbly, yep. Yeah, so it it, it he, he you you're kind of reminded in some of the captions coming up, but uh, when we saw Valor last month in issue 21, he had just been cast into the Phantom Zone or the Buffer Zone or whatever they were calling it that day. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, and that took place, I calculated, in August of 1994. Uh, per the Giffen Beerbaum timeline, uh, he was released for good in January 2975, which was, you know, adventure like 305 or something, um, which was only 981 years later. So, you know, we can, we can round to a thousand. Right. Um, and then this is the uh, we are now with the adult Valor in September 2995, who has already been out of the Phantom Zone for 20 years. Right. So, so we had the SW6 Valor who went back in time and then got shoved back into the Phantom Zone. And then here he is 20 years after getting out again, I think. Michael, it doesn't matter how many times you explain that. I still don't get it. It, tra- it tracks for me. It's, it's not going to matter in a couple issues, so don't worry yeah, about it. It's, it's quasi-convoluted, isn't it? Uh, yeah. blame, blame it on, on Zero Hour. 
Yeah, I picked this book up about ten years after the other ones, and it still didn't make any sense. Yeah, like reason I stopped reading Valor. Well, hopefully it'll make a little more sense now that we're reading it in sequence and and explaining what goes on. Hopefully not mansplaining to people out there, but um, actually, uh... well, actually, um, this is the SW six Valor who had been in the Phantom Zone for 2,000 years, who had gotten out after he got the serum to allow him to stay out of the Phantom Zone permanently. First explanation since the Clone Saga. Yeah. Anyway, so so whichever Valor this is, uh, he and Dev M are flying around Earth, and he's like, the Sebastopol Dome, it's breaking away. And I'm assuming this is the major port city on the Crimean Peninsula in Ukraine that was annexed by Russia in 2014 and not the California town. Fair. Uh, so he says, my name is Valor. I'm a member of the Legion of Superheroes, a band of 30th century adventurers inspired by the exploits of the greatest young hero of the 20th century, Impulse. No, wait a minute, that's not right. Wait. And so... Uh, they're busy trying to seal cracks in the dome. And then uh, uh, Valor says, it was Robin, the girl wonder who, no, no, it was. And uh, so they're flying around and Andromeda's there. Got it, Valor. Thanks, Andromeda. A little laser vision. And that should hold. And meanwhile, inside the, um, uh, the dome, we've got Stoneboy and Color Kid and Infectious Lass uh, helping the residents. Come on, come on, come on. I'm only made of stone, you know. Uh, Color Kid says, almost through stone, boy. A couple more trips. Okay, everyone, single file through these doors. Come on, move. And uh, I think that is Chlorophyll Kid, the blonde. Uh, he says, where's fire lead? We need some more welding here. And a couple of kids are hanging on to uh, Jacques. He says, oh, thank you, Mr. President. I know you've got more important things. And he says, that's ex-president. And more important than this? Call me a bad politician, but I don't think so. Mm -hmm. And uh, cut back to Valor, who is uh, watching Dev M uh, hold some machinery. And he says, he continues, my name is Valor. Actually, it's Largand, but they call me Valor. Well, actually, it's Largand, but they call me Valor. I'm from the planet Daxum. And Dev M says, I could use a hand over here. The structural core is weakening. Uh, on our way, Dev M, says Valor. Dev M's head is very small. Uh, and he's had yeah. a transformation, hasn't he, since we last saw him? No, yeah. he, has he? Well, wasn't he, wasn't he, like, with a mohawk? and? Yeah, that. Yeah, that's he, he changed the issue or two ago. Yeah. Yeah, so this is, a, this is a time anomaly version, basically. Or, you know. Well, this yeah, is the, classic look, right? Yeah, it's yeah. the original yeah. timeline reasserting itself, essentially. Right, the, the, the mad Daxamite who helped blew up the moon disappeared and was, and was replaced by this guy. Yeah. It was actually the, the Kryptonian who was then retconned to being a Daxamite. Daxamite, yeah. Who was then retconned to being from Titan, who was then retconned to being back a Daxamite again. And it's, yeah. Just it's not. My, just not. doing it again. Oh, I don't God. understand it. Dev M is Donna Troy. That's impressive. That is impressive. 
So uh, Valerie says to Andromeda, more plasteel girders, about seven, I think. And she's on it and, and goes away. Huh. Anyone have any recollection of plasteel being referenced before? No, not really. I'm sure they Okay, were. because plasteel, I know more familiar from uh, Judge Dredd. It's a pretty common, mm-hmm. it's a building thing that they talk about all the time. I just find it interesting is that it's used here. I know about transparent aluminum. Yes. It's his cousin. Mm. Yeah. So Valor continues his inner monologue. I was accidentally thrown into the suspension dimension a millennium ago and was trapped there. There's a new name, suspension yes. dimension. <laughs> uh, what worst function? band name ever. Uh, so we, we cut back to the people inside. We're all going to die. We're all going to die. Oh, God. Oh, God. Uh, Mommy, are we? I don't want to die. And Infectious Last says, bloody gripe. Shady. And you're like, calm down, people, relax. Let your fears fade into the shadows. That's it. Because that's what scared people want most is to be now trapped in, in, dark, the dark. in darkness. Well, hold on. In Shady's defense here, remember that she was experimenting with the other side of her powers, which had never come up before, which is kind of something like Obsidian and Raven do. The darkness comes and then they have an emotional reaction. And apparently she's using it to calm them as opposed to make them go into a catatonic panic. And uh, I'm catatonic instead. And so uh, Infectious Last chimes in like a sedative, that femme. Uh, And Valor continues trapped until a battle between Lobo and Darkseid. No, wait, it was the SCPA, which is, of course, the Space Canine Patrol agents. Hold, Isle, Isle of Avalon, um, frozen an iceberg, um, cursed to sleep until my sixth, on my 16th birthday until, damn it, nothing makes sense anymore. It keeps changing. So Isle of Avalon, well, I guess that would just be King Arthur, King Arthur reference, but frozen an iceberg is Captain America. Yes. And sleep on my 16th birthday is probably Sleeping Beauty. That's what I got. <laughs> and, and of course, the battle between Lobo and Darkseid uh, suggests the quiet darkness. Right. Uh, so uh, Laurel flies in, or Andromeda flies in, throws the girders, says, Incoming. Dev M says, Take care of the girders, I got this. And Valor goes into the, uh, the room where all the people are and sees basically a bunch of people staring up at him. And he's like, I don't know what to do. And then he says, I'm Valor. These are my friends. Here's the deal. New Earth is breaking up. Gravitational stress. Old Earth blew up, though I can't remember why anymore. Mm. What I do know is that we've got a chance to save it, thanks to one very determined man. That's because DevM has changed, so I guess history has changed. Mm -hmm. Uh, Lots of things have changed, yes. Remember, we had uh, Starboy and Dreamgirl show up um when they weren't supposed to and bouncing boy appeared in place of pharaoh lad so things are time shenanigans let's call them and so uh we flash back to where we left um in the last legionnaires book where valor and shady and andromeda and dev m uh fly away and uh valor says is it really you sir it's been so long since and it's rj brand who we haven't seen since the Earth blew up uh, back in issue 39. 
And he says, no time for reunions now, lad. Maybe later if we're lucky. Uh, Valor thinks, RJ Brand never was one for small talk. The message I sent asked you to bring Laurel Gann, too. Where is she? Dev M says, uh, sir, we just came from her funeral. Uh, her funeral, oh, Lord. What about Joe? Is Joe all right? And Valor says, Joe's on a mission, Marla. I'm sure he's fine. And he, RJ goes, by damn, Laurel. Uh, sir? Hmm. Oh, yes, right. Been busy. Saw this trouble with New Earth coming since day one, back when and back when the uh, Earth exploded and they captured the domes. The structures are just too old, too decayed. Been working on it ever since. Think I've got an answer. Valor's, uh, I think it's ironic that, um, Ron, um, we've got... Um, Dev M here with RJ Brand and the whole story of the, the domes and the earth blowing up and he caused the whole problem <laughs> and they're just ignoring the fact that he's standing there and and well, now that he's not Dev M anymore, did he really cause the problem? Like, well, that's and that's why they said they don't remember what how it happened. But, but remember, it wasn't Dev M who actually blew up the moon. He tried to, but it didn't work. Superman stopped him and then the linear man said, wait a minute, no, the Earth is supposed to blow up here. It's supposed to blow up, yeah. Oh, he, the linear man was the one who actually caused it to explode. Yeah. True, but, but no, Devin but no, too, right? <laughs> and uh, so Valor continues the monologue. R.J. Brand, one of the richest men in the universe and the Legion's long-term benefactor. He never gives up, does he? And so they go uh, look at a, at a monitor, and here's a planet there. And Brand says, here's the key. It's a planet, a dead one from the look at look of it. Uh, Valor says, I've seen it before. It's Earth. Uh, Brand says, Earth from a pocket dimension, the one that Superboy came from. And Stoneboy uh, is there along with uh, Fire Lad and Color Kid. And, he, and Stoneboy says, Superboy? I don't remember any. And uh, uh, Brand says, doesn't matter. Another problem entirely. This planet was devastated. All life on it was destroyed over a thousand years ago. But it's the right size and mass. We'll bring it into place, and it'll provide gravity focus. Then we stabilize New Earth as an orbital station around it. And uh, if you'll recall, that is the pocket dimension Earth, which we last saw in Superman Volume 2, number 22, yeah. as a dead planet after the three Kryptonian villains killed everyone. And Superman executed them for it. Does it explain how it got into this universe? Uh, it's not in this universe yet. Oh, it's not? No. Uh, Brand says, we'll bring it into place. And Fire Lad says, you're saying we put this Earth where the old Earth was? Just Brand says, replace it completely. Eventually, we settle the new Earth domes on the surface, terraform the planet, and then we've got Earth back. Valor says, it sounds like a wonderful idea, but can we do it? I remember how difficult it was, shunting New Earth into the big soul buffer zone, even temporarily. The cost and money and lives. And Brand says, you let me worry about that, Valor. I would have done it on the planet from this dimension, but Mars and Venus don't work. And it takes too long to tow a suitable one to Centauri, not to mention inhabitants. And uh-oh, uh, transmission from New Earth. The gravitational stress is too much. It's breaking up. We're the only ones close enough. Then go, go. Uh, I'll set up things with my team at the space platform. Have things ready for you when you 
when you arrive. And Beller continues, and he wasn't just self-confident. Uh, he had full confidence in us, too. And so uh, Valor and DevM are overlooking the spheres, and it's got all sorts of uh, kludge holding it together. And DevM says, do we have it? Are we clear? I think so. I think it's holding. And Jacques says, for now, reading is stable for another 29 hours minimum. A sterling job, everyone, but it's a good start. Let's go. And Valor says, um, Jacques, with Troy gone, they need you here. And Jacques says, they always need something, but none of it will matter if we lose New Earth. This is Legion business, and I'm in. Long live the Legion. And he flies off in a little uh, hover cart there. And Valor says, long live the Legion. They keep the sound like battle cry. Now it's more like prayer. Uh, and then he is with, uh, with Shady and Computo and Tyrock, and he thinks by the time we get there, Brands at the space. Shut your mouth. Sorry. <laughs> His team has things set up just as he'd promised. His team, Computo and Troy, ex Legionnaire, current president of New Earth. So Danielle is attack, uh, attack, attack, typing on keyboards, and uh, Tyrock is in some. Uh, uh, all these tubes and wires and and he looks like he's getting swallowed by a a, a techno-organic computer or something and uh, Danielle says hi guys, we're in final countdown here won't be a second and uh, so Tyrock is in there and he's got these wires plugged into him and cables and everything and he says so, how do I look? and Valor thinks as Tyrock his power was to create reality-twisting sonic patterns. He hasn't done much of that recently, and I never went back to figure out when the last time he did it was, but uh, he says, uh, but, now, but hopefully there's magic in his voice box yet. And so Danielle stands up and walks over to him and checks things out. Harmonic tamps, taps are in place. Modulators are humming. Ready, Troy? Yes, he says. Then do it. And he shouts into a microphone, how? That's H A U U U U U. Well, I mean, the reason why he doesn't use his powers is because it affects his island home. Oh, okay. The reason why he wasn't using it because it it would cause Marzal to reappear where Earth is not anymore, and it may kill everybody. Well, but already by EarthGov, so you know. right. Yeah, Marzal was already destroyed at this point. So uh, Danielle says, we have flux, calibrating pattern, extending sonic field. We should have manifestation. And I'm surprised she doesn't say, uh, you know, uh, reroute the deflector arrays. And uh, we should have manifestation now. And this, this blobby thing opens up and we, uh, we see a, a pink and purple and white wormhole. And then a planet starts coming through. And she says, stabilizing, stabilizing. Synchro pattern replication, 90%. Got it. Okay, people, I guarantee you 42 minutes. Let's make them count. And so uh, uh, all the powerful legionnaires run out with these, these uh, boxes. And Valor thinks 42 minutes to harness a planet. To place anchor points for the electronic web will use to tow the planet into place. A brand new chance for Earth. A clean slate. 
the rift tingles around us. And then we're in the midst of death. And uh, it is Valor and Devem and Andromeda uh, flying on their own. And there's Shadowlass and uh, Color Kid and I think Fire Lad uh, on these little scooters. And um, Valor continues, we knew what it would be like. We knew the planet was sterile and empty, but that still didn't prepare us for what it felt like. And Dev M says to Andromeda, you're awfully quiet, Andromeda. Am I? I don't mean to be. Oh, God, I can't stop thinking about the fact that I'm dead. I mean, not me, but Laurel. And that's me, or me, sort of. And it's just, it's just, is this what it's like for her, flying through nothing and nowhere? Is she this alone? And uh, so meanwhile, they're, they're setting up these uh, anchor points in, in Pocket Earth. And Fire Lad and Color Kid said, that's three. Uh, yeah, one more. All right, Color Kid, what's on your mind? This, this should feel better. This should feel good. The Legion's coming back together. Brand's back. We've got a mission. We're making it work. This should feel like the old days. And I own this page of original art, by the way. Oh, nice. Page 12. I'll put a link to it in the uh, uh, in the description later on. Uh, and then he continues, but it doesn't. It feels like the end. And so uh, Shady is catching up with Monel, or sorry, with Lar, and she says, Mon, and he's, huh? I mean, Lar. I don't know why I said that. This is going to sound stupid, but I have this feeling, and are we um married? And he looks at her, and he says, I remember you looking so beautiful, your hands and mine, but I don't know. I can't remember for sure. And she kind of lifts her head up and, and shouts, how can we do this? How can we be hauling around a chunk of rock when time, reality, life as a whole is falling apart around us? A chunk of rock. And uh, Valor is flying next to her and says, well, Brainy's working on the time flux stuff until he comes up with something what else can we do? And he starts to fade to gray. Mon, Mon L. And he says, I won't, I, I, I won't go. And he phases back into existence and, as he hugs her. And she says, what was that? And he says, when I went, when time went haywire a thousand years ago, they had to put me in the big still buffer zone. It felt like that again. But I thought of you. I concentrated on staying with you. Don't let me go, Tasmia. You're the only thing anchoring me here. Please don't let me go. And then, uh, so a little while later, we got Kirby Crackle in black and, and green around the planet. And uh, Valor thinks the routine of the mission helps. Get the contact points in place and activated. Just think of the task at hand, the chunk of rock. And so the three of them are uh, basically gathered up all these uh, these chains throw a harness around their chest and they're going to do what superman used to do by himself which is just literally drag a planet and uh so valor says you set devm andromeda secure she says strapped in and ready says devm and uh shady comes up to him and says and you M lar can you do this it's still here whatever this is part of the time flux trying to drag me out of existence out of the time stream We'll talk to Brainy about it later. And they, she grabs his hand, and then the three of them start flying off. 
keep me in your thoughts, Shady. Be my anchor. As long as you do that, I'll be fine. Uh, and he says, we put our backs into it, a solid material feeling. We put our backs into it, and we felt it move. Go, go, as they're, uh, as they're dragging the planet through the, the warp. And this answers your question, Jim, as to where it was. They're bringing it from the pocket dimension. And uh, Valor thinks, for a moment, there's no time for thoughts of time flux or of chaos in the past or conflicting memories. For a moment, there are no worries about who I am or where I came from. For a moment, there's just strain and inertia and the slow, slow pulling until it suddenly picks up speed and we make it through the rift with a planet on our backs. And there's a tearing feeling, like suddenly we're pulling nothing. And uh, uh, the energy web, it's buckling. No, don't lose it. Keep pulling. Uh, and then the weight is back as they stretch out the energy web and keep pulling. And, and we're through. And they finally uh, uh, blast through into this universe. Re, re, re. Uh, oh, no, says Computo. What is it? Says Brand. The physical laws of the pocket universe aren't quite the same as ours. There was some sort of matter energy shift as the planet came through. And now my readouts say the entire planetary core is unstable. The whole planet, it's a giant bomb. Uh, and Color Kid says, you mean by trying to save New Earth, we've guaranteed its destruction? Stoneboy says, there's no time to take it into the buffer zone like before. And Chlorophyll Kids, what have we done? And Brand is like, nonsense, no reason to kick ourselves. We haven't doomed New Earth, we've saved it for now. Place would be destroyed if without a strong gravitational field to hold it for get together, and we provided that. Brought everyone, bought everyone more time. Only a matter of stabilizing the pocket Earth's core and the problem solved. Andromeda's like, only a matter of, and uh, Jacques says, can we do it? Can we stabilize the core? Brand says, we've got the resources. We've got the know-how. We can tackle this setback between computer skills and, uh, and, uh, and Brand looks over at Troy at Tyrock, who is disappearing with a clumple. So uh, there goes Tyrock. And there goes Computo. As Infectious Last says, oh, God, what's happening? Computo, Computo. And Computo fades away. And then Infectious Last fades away. And then Jacques fades away. And then Andromeda. And then Fire Lad. And then Stone Boy. And then Chlorophyll Kid. And Valor says, or thinks, this wasn't the buffer zone. It was whatever was going on with time. I was prepared because I'd felt something like it before. But the others... And then Shadow Last starts fading out. And Valor says, but the others, Tasmia, think about me, Tasmia. Hold on to that thought. You belong here with me. Don't go. Concentrate. I need you here. Don't go. And he pulls her back. And they hug, and they're both crying. And Valor says, oh, God. Um, and then we have uh, the, computer, the computer, which Computo had programmed, saying planetary destruction in 72 hours and counting. 71 hours, 59 minutes. <clears throat> and Brand says, dear God, what is happening here? And we are continued in Legion of Superheroes number 60. Next month, a cosmic showdown of infinite proportions 
a very special guest star, guest star in the beginning or middle of end of an era. Indeed. And that is, uh, that's the issue. And so we are, uh, we've lost the subs. We've lost Andromeda. I think, did we lose DevM or is he, he still around? It's no, no, he, he lost the subs. He's gone too. Is he gone? Uh, it, it's interesting the subs blinked out since they were older established characters than other folks. Well, Shady was going too, and they yeah. tried to take Valor earlier. Yeah. And and uh, um, yeah. So I, I don't see DevM disappear unless that's I, I I do. Hold on, let me find unless it. Unless that's him in the panel with Color Kid on page twenty, page twenty, third panel or fourth panel. There's a guy with dark hair, but I thought that was uh, somebody else. Maybe it is DevM. I lost that's my prob- page. That's probably him. I can't think of any oh. of the dark hair guys. And All right, not, well. And, and, you know, spoilers, of course, but it's not the age of the character that affects it. It's whether they have a duplicate or not. Exactly. I'm sure. And, and it also depends on the publication schedule of what books are coming out when. Mm-hmm. So you I love the next issue about that. It's like the beginning, middle, end of an era, after the conclusion, starting part one. Um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I really had no idea what and order you these make up your mind about this. <laughs> so, yeah. so, uh, so just uh, in terms of uh, publishing, this came out, like I said, on June 14th of 94. Next week, June 21st, is Legion Volume 4, number 60. And then the week after that is actually L-E-G-I-O-N number 69. That's the one where hey we already covered in the crossover. Right. Where Joe goes back and he meets Enya. And so that is not for another, like, two two issue, two weeks after this came out. And then we hit Zero Hour number four. And so... Uh, we're we're now going to be intermingling the three Legion books with Zero Hour, and <clears throat> with only one exception, uh, which we'll get to in a couple months. They things are are still, as best as I can tell, proceeding in chronological order from the perspective of the reader. Yeah, you know, we have things going on in 1994. And 2995 in the beginning of time right. and the end of time. But from our perspective as a reader, there's only one thing that's published out of order. Which for you know a thing like zero hour is not too bad. Yeah, absolutely. Are you defending DC editorial, Michael? I at <laughs> this case I am defending their ability to put books in a major crossover out on time without them being delayed significantly enough to mess with the story. Facts. Which will never happen again. No. Which never. never happen. Never. 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 Ever. <laughs> Good grief. All right. So there we go. That's a lot so. of disappearing that went on. Well, it is. And, you know, and you've got these, um, you know, these characters that have been around for a long time. And, um, you know, they're an important part of the history of the Legion. 
Um, which brings to mind, Darren, did yeah. anything happen this week in Legion history? I've heard things have happened. Let me let me read this missive I got from uh, the past. Here. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, you mean from history? Yeah. Fr- well, from from the not so distant future that happened a while ago. So, uh, 55 years ago, on June 29th, 1967, Adventure Comics Volume 1, number 359, someone seems to be controlling the whole world against the Legion, while some are put in prison and Princess Projector is injured in a hospital. The remaining Legionnaires make a pact that they will have to uh, fight against these new laws against them and find out who is behind it all. We did that in uh, episode 83 podcast. Uh, 40 years ago, July 1st, 1982, Adventure Comics Volume 1, 492, uh, Digest reprinting Action Comics 267 and Superboy 86. In the first story, the same three Legionnaires who visited Superboy now visit Supergirl. After traveling to the 30th century as part of her initiation, she digs a tunnel through Earth. But she was affected by red kryptonite and turned into an adult, so she can't be admitted to the Legion just yet. In the second story in the 30th century, the Legion of Superheroes looks backwards in time and discover that the young Lex Luthor has lured Superboy into a trap. The Boy of Steel is stranded on an asteroid fighting a group of Luthor's animated kryptonite men. Legionnaire Lightning Lad goes back in time to aid Superboy. Luthor learns of the existence of the Legion of Superheroes. We did that in LOSP number two and three. Wow. That's, that's, how, back that's how old those stories are. That's, that's the originals, real. not the reprint. We didn't do them again. <laughs> yeah, that is, that is like... LOSP history. Yeah, seriously. Yes. Uh, July 1st, 1982, DC Comics presents number 50, a prototype of the Miracle Machine secretly grants Superman's subconscious wish to be split into two beings. That is the Superman and Clark Kent issue. Yes. Uh, Clark Kent and Superman uh, at a time in which the atomic skull is at large and attacking Star Labs. 35 years ago, on July 2nd, 1987, Who's Who update number 87, uh, number three, it has an updated entry for the Legion of Substitute Heroes. Uh, 30 years ago on June 30th, 1992, here's a name that doesn't get bandied about on this podcast much, Green Arrow, Volume 2, Annual Number 5, Part 9 of the Eclipso, The Darkness Within crossover, Eclipso monologues to the statue of Largand on the moon for the sixth time. Take a drink, (laughs) bitches! Huzzah! Uh, there's yada yada, a couple of civilians get eclipsed and they don't even show up in the finale to get declipsed. And we did that in uh, episode 638. 20 years ago, on June 26, 2002, Legion Number 9, Apparition and Timberwolf, with Apparition's baby in tow, make their way to Legion headquarters. Along the way, they find out that Computo is the source of the Robotica invasion. Sometime in 2028, maybe we'll get around to that story. Uh, 15 years ago, 627-2007. We don't talk about this on the podcast, Michael. <sighs> Starts with a C. Well, I have been- Number 44. Nothing in the main story, but in the backup history, the multiverse part six of 12, a recap of the crisis on infinite earth in which some legionnaires appear. It's There's nothing wrong with that. Countdown. Uh, 627, 2007, Supergirl and the Legion of Superheroes number 31. The votes are in. The newest leader of the Legion of Superheroes is Supergirl. She meets up with Tenzel Kim, a prosecutor from the UP, hired to find if Cosmic Boy is responsible for the death of the entire race of Dominators. Brainiac 5 informs Supergirl that he knows the three most likely areas where Cosmic Boy would be found, and Supergirl sends three teams to scout each area, Lalor, the Gobi Rainforest on Earth, and Winneth. And they never found him. LOSP sometime in 2029. <laughs> Feeling brainy just sent everybody on a wild goose chase right there. <laughs> oh, I know snipe, where he is. It was is. a snipe hunt. <laughs> yeah. I know where he is. <laughs> Don't look under they were my looking face. For some, uh, 
They were looking for some blinker fluid there. Uh, yeah. Meanwhile, it was Cosmic Boy wearing a distorter the entire time, and he was actually acting as Brainiac 5. Um, Ten years ago, 6-27-2012, Legion of Superheroes Hostile World Trade Paperback collects the new 52 Volume 7 issues 1 through 7. After the worst disaster in Legion history, the Legion Academy must help the, build, the team rebuild while a threat of almost unstoppable power is rising at the edge of Dominator space. Uh, we did this in LOSP 7 episodes between 155 and 183. Uh, five years ago, 627-2017, Superboy and Legion of Superheroes, Volume 1, Hardcover. The new Archives adjacent series continues with reprints of Superboy and Legion of Superheroes, 234 to 240, all new collector's edition C55, and DC Superstars 17. Uh, we did that in eight episodes between 446 and 456. Uh, 955 years from now... Uh, 6302977, the Legion's first great constitutional crisis. Starboy is put on trial for killing Ken's new whore of Naltor in self-defense, violating the Legion code. Superboy defends him, arguing that the non-invulnerable Legionnaire should be allowed to kill on self-defense. Starboy is expelled. He and Dream Girl join the substitute heroes. It's the first appearance of Legion Rejects Calamity King and Color Kid. Uh, 970 years from now, on 6302992, five-year-later timeline, Invisible Kid 2 resigns from the Legion to organize the anti-EarthGov underground resistance forces. <laughs> and yeah, that yeah. is the end of your Legion histoire. And thank you for letting me save my voice from having to read those. No worries. <laughs> and also for saving the people who are listening to this from having to listen to me even more after reading the issues. That's, that's what I'm here for, Michael. That's what I'm here for. Yeah. Yeah. And, it's, and, it's, and help, help everybody. <laughs> indeed. Indeed. It also saved me from segueing to myself, which is. Yeah, you know, that's weird. problematic, really. It's weird. Yeah. Um, it'll be illegal. I think it is in some places. I, I, I think it probably I can, is uh, now. I haven't checked the paper. Uh, at the very least, it could get canceled. Mm. Um, I've, got some, I've got some trivia. Yes. Before we do oh. trivia, I, yes. I just have one thing I want to say. I have another piece of evidence for the great Gim Jim debate. Oh God! Here we <laughs> go. All I want to point out is nobody calls him Doctor Jimmel. That's true. It's always Doctor Gimmel. That's true. See, my my biggest piece in the in the Gim Jim argument is. You call it Jif peanut butter, Jif peanut butter. It's not Gif peanut butter. I know it starts with a J. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's not a strong. Uh, <laughs> it's not a strong piece of evidence, but it's, it's sort of yeah. The way the way I look at it is when he was created. Now he was a was he an Eddie Hamilton character? I believe so. He or was, was he a very early? He might have been a seagull. I don't remember when his first name was given. I mean, he was he was created really early. Yeah, but they may not. Have oh, had but name. they might not have yeah. had his name anyway. Yeah, those guys were not. Um, they weren't. They weren't playing around with consonants. It, he was. It was Jim, and they were like, "Aren't we clever spelling it differently?" He's a spaceman. He's got a space name, even though he's from Earth, apparently. Exactly. Well, are you a are you a Tom or a Thom? I'm a Cal Thom forever. Oh, I, I, I'm a Tom. I'm a Tom. Yeah. I admit it. Because and I know people short for who, call Thomas. who call themselves Thomas. Tom Jesus with the H Christ. there. I mean, <laughs> Thomas. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, poor uh, poor Starboy. He's got to clip his toenails. 
and toenails. Yeah, this is what this is what we do on a Sunday night, y'all. It's so exciting. <laughs> All right then, trivia. All right. So this first question is for Brent. And then all the other questions are are uh, up for whoever wants to answer. So, uh, Brent, in Superboy 228, ah. we see Darragon, the governor of Australia, and secretly a dark circle agent. What Australian capital city was his headquarters in? Well, I'm assuming the actual capital city, Canberra. But then again... It has been Melbourne and Sydney in the past as well. So who knows in the future? Um, let's go with Canberra. Uh, do you want to go with door number two? Okay. Uh, <laughs> let's go with Melbourne. You want to go with door number three? Sydney? Number four. Okay. This is not good. Uh, <laughs> that one was for Derek. Alice Springs. Uh Close. Close. Uh, okay. we, we see the now the capital city was uh, or his headquarters was in the capital city of Perth, which right. they said, okay. which they said is on the, um, on the uh, west coast, the on the on the outskirts of the um, I think they called it like the Great Central Forest. Well, yes. Well, things really have changed in Australia in the future because it's or, right. Or will have been going anyway. Yeah, I have very, family. I have family. Talk about seeding yeah. for a long time in Western Australia. So, um, you know, they do want to become their own country over there. So uh, maybe New Australia. So you have you have a Texas as well. That's good. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they shut their border through the whole pandemic. They literally were closed for like a year and a half. No one could travel to the west. Mm-hmm. Well, uh-huh. yeah, he was he was governor of Australia, not New Australia or West Australia. So yeah. uh, this was yeah, after I'm, World Three, right? Uh, well, World War Seven had oh. taken place. Well, there you are. Before, so. uh, who knows what happened to Sydney and Canberra in the meantime? Yeah, right. you, know, and, in, you know, in Risk, where Australia is divided into two pieces. Yeah. Eastern. Yeah. And yeah, my family are from Perth, incidentally. So, um, and I have family there as well. Yeah, um, we call them sand gropers. The people from Western Australia—they're called <laughs> sand gropers. Wow. So, it's not not a very forested place. Let's be honest. That's, that's yeah. a very dune-esque, oh. actually. <laughs> Over the next remit. thousand years, it turns into a, a pretty lush place to live. There you go. Global thing. There you go. Yeah. All right. So the other questions are for anybody. Uh, in the tribute to George Perez that was in various DC comics that came out uh, starting this week, there were four Legionnaires who were drawn by Francis Manipal. Name mm-hmm. the four Legionnaires. I'm going to go oh, with founders, uh, the, the three founders, founders and Brainy. Yeah, I think so. And, or the founders and Dawnstar, one of the two. Just because he liked drawing him, her. She I did see crazy. this image, actually. It's very tiny, the Francis Manipal part. Uh, Jim or Travis, do you have a guess? Oh, uh, you're, talking about, you're talking about the Perez spread? Yes. Yeah. Cosmic uh, Boy, Saturn Girl, Dawnstar, and Brainy. Yeah, that sounds right. Yep. From Brainy, our collection. Brainy, Dawnstar, Cosmic Boy, and Saturn Girl. Huh. We also had Supergirl in that image. That's true. And Superboy, That's true. And Superboy Prime. 
and and also Robin, who is a, uh, who is also a legionnaire, and always but, has been. Yes, yeah. but but <laughs> specifically, these are the ones who were drawn by Manipal. All right. Next question is: Which legionnaire's code name is used in a title of a new? 2022 DC series that has nothing whatsoever to do with that Legionnaire. Oh. A new series in 2022. A new comic series? A new comic book series, yes. Or at least a one-shot, I don't know. Is it, has, D, is it a DC comic? It is a DC comic that has a Legionnaire's name in the title, but it is not related to that Legionnaire. It would be, for example... If a new series came out called Robin. <laughs> Who is a legionnaire and always yeah. has been a legionnaire. Oh. Yeah. Wait a minute. I can't think of I can't think of any of the new I can't think of any new DC series off the top of my head. I have been I have a not series been, or a one shot. Uh that is I unclear. Tell you in a moment. It's not one of these Earth Prime books, is it, that just came out? Uh oh. It is a, I believe it's a black label. Oh, yeah, I know what it is. Aquaman Andromeda. There you go. Aquaman. Yeah. Ah, I bought it. Beautiful book. Isn't it, is. it good? Yeah, it's good. It's good. You get the Brian Hitch cover. It's much nicer. Ah. Uh, it, it's basically Aquaman doing, uh, uh, wait, not the Andromeda strain, the other one. Um Oh, what's the one where they go to the oh the abyss? Is Aquaman doing the abyss and also um, Event Horizon? I think. Okay. The um, yeah, I mean, I, I find half the book half the books that I do get are they end up it ends up being black label books. Um, who did that one? Uh, let's see. It is oh art by art by Christian Ward. And written yeah. by Ram V. Okay, I gotta check that. You gotta check me that out. That sounds neat. I, I I don't know if it's Ram V or Ram Five. It's it's Ram V. Oh, okay. All right. Next question. Uh, and this one you have to go all the way back, like two years. Uh, one of the variant covers for the volume eight. Uh, run by Bendis, issue one uh, was a blank cardstock cover over a cover on regular paper. What was that cover? And I can give you a hint of what the four covers were that Ooh. could have been underneath that cardstock blank cover. I think it was the standard cover, wasn't it? The one with Superboy. There's, there's the Superboy and the Legion by, by Sook. There's John pushing a button on the computer to find out more about the Legion. That's also by Sook. You have the three founders by Jim Chung. And then all the characters for Millennium by Brian Hitch. I think it was the Superboy thing. I have no idea. I own like 20 of the blank sketch covers to get sketches on, and I've never opened one of them. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It it was indeed the Superboy and the Legion cover by Sook. Yeah, I opened mine. So the only reason I would assume that would be the case is because I think all the other covers were cardstock covers. No, the um, the John pushing a button on the computer was, I think, 
um, uh, regular paper. There were two regular and two um, cardstock. Okay. The Blank and the Founders by Jim Chung, those were the cardstock ones. And then one, the one, uh, the characters from Millennium, that one came out later as a special edition. I, I don't buy a lot of sketch covers. Is it typical to put the sketch cover over the actual cover? I cannot answer that either because I don't buy them. Never bought one before the Legion. Have no idea. <laughs> yeah, no clue. Histories, when mysteries. No, make it recognizable. Yeah, putting some soy on the cover. Um, all right, question number five. Um, who was the first new villain that Paul Levitz created when he came back to the series just before the Great Darkness Saga? Organis. It was indeed Organis the Organ Legger. Yes. You're welcome. I believe I believe he didn't get any votes when it came. Oh, no, he didn't. Man, with a name like that, he's kind of shoehorned into his job. I mean, right? I mean, Unless yeah. I took that as his code name after he decided that was what his uh, vocation was going to be. What they should have done is made him like the L-E-G-I-O-N, make him O-R-G-A-N-U-S. Yeah. <laughs> Never tell him what it stands for, and then he'd have some mystique about him, you know? Right. Well, just wait until we get to the reboot, and then I'll ask you what Computo stands for. Oh, my. Because Computo in the reboot is an acronym. That's right, yes. Yep. All right, question number six. The C in, better not stand for computer. I uh, don't remember. <laughs> um, question number six. In 2011, why did DC first recall and then republish DC Comics presents Legion of Superheroes 100-page Spectacular. They published it, they recalled it, and then they republished it. So this one is, I think, the Legion of the Damned issues? Or is it the other one that has the, uh, the, the I think, some of the, what, the second Adventure Comic Run issues in it? What, sorry, sorry, which, what was it again? Um, what so, year? DC Comics presents Legion of Superheroes 100-page Spectacular is the right. title of the book. DC published it, and then they quickly recalled it and republished it. Why? When did they, when did they publish it? They did pay, it was pages out of order. Um, it usually is. 2011. Oh. Yeah, it was like the um, – I'm just I'm, – I'm looking at it. And oh, I, yeah, they, they, that, was the, that was the Legion of the Dam, Jim. You're right, because I yeah. got a copy of that, and it, it was out of order. And I read it. And I'm like, this thing is disjointed. It, this makes no <laughs> sense. Exactly. Yeah. I like reading the five year later at the end. And in fact, I'm I'm looking at it right now and thinking to myself, is that the redo or is that the one well, that I screwed up? I still have it. I still have the screw. So up. You, you're right. It was uh, Legion of the Damned, and instead of printing them in order one, two, three, four, they were printed two, four, oh. one, three. Two, so four, one, it, oh, that was it, really stuff. Yes. The issue was recalled and retailers told to throw them away, which, of course, I'm sure all the retailers threw them away. They did not. Um, the I bet I know. I bet I know why I got screwed up, too. Did, did they publish it like Legion of Superheroes issue, Legion of Superheroes issue, Legionnaires issue, Legionnaires issue? More than likely, yeah. Or yes, or the other way around. Other way around. Yeah. I, I don't remember which one came first, but. But the uh, um, Paul, if 
The original one had a yellow logo on the cover. The new version has a white logo. Okay. Oh yeah, that's right. I, I do. I do remember that. And uh, hang on. I, I I really liked those DC Comics presents 100 page giant. They were great. They were fantastic. Just to get just because that's how I read Superboy's Legion for the first time. Yep. Was in that format. Well, hopefully we'll get to that one before too long because that's a that's a really good story too. And Legion yellow logo Damp bad. Really. Hmm? Yellow is yellow is bad. White was new. There we go. I've got a yellow logo here. <laughs> Ooh, your retailer was supposed to throw that away. Well, I bought it like right away. <laughs> oh. yeah, well, so I've gotten the memo. So. In that case, you were supposed to throw it away and then yeah, go to not happening. They were going to give you a new one. Oh, yeah. Maybe I can still get it. Legion of the Dam is also a really good story, although I think some people don't like it because it's Legion is dystopia again. And it was also uh, uh, people were not used to Francis Manipal art. That, that, that's why it's awesome. Well, he's not on it. It's uh, Olivier Coipel. Oh, Coipel. That's yeah, you're right. Oh, that's, yeah. Cop, that's yeah. what I meant. Coipel. 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 Not Coipel? No, no. That's why the I comes before the P. It's okay. Uh, we, don't gotta, we don't have to get it right for several more years. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Right. French accent for you. Oh, in my private parts of Gerantes, you funky bottom fibers. Um, right, and so, but what it is is it's just it's just the parts printed out of order. Yes, that's oh, exactly. Okay. I'll just put some tape flags in it then. There we go. It's it the uh, the version that you have is part two, then part four, then part one, then part three. Hmm. Madness. Funny, funny. Just shows you how much uh, I've read it. Um. <laughs> All right. Last question for the uh, for the subs stumpage. Uh, after Joe Meach was killed by an alien who had created the composite Superman powers, what was the new character's name? So the alien who created it killed Joe Meach and then got the powers. And then he said composite Superman is a dumb name. I will call myself what? Composite Legionnaire? Uh, no, even dumber than that. Oh my gosh, how could it be? Compositron. I have no idea. Anybody want to guess the 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 really extreme name? Batman. 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 He he called himself Amalgamax. Oh Jesus! Oh my I mean, gosh. that's bad, but it's not as bad as uh, 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 as composite Superman. I, I composite true. Superman makes no sense because he's also Batman. Yeah, with the powers of Legionnaires. Powers of the. So it's very. It's it's just. It was a mistake. Yeah, that was a mistake. And then, of course, that was the character's last ever appearance. <laughs> well, because I mean, he was is, because he was so ashamed of his name. Yeah, he he went into limbo and stayed there and thought about what he did. Fair. Yeah. So he was one of the one of the very few who was put in prison and then actually stayed there. Too lame to break out of prison, like yeah. everybody else. I mean, I mean, Penguin could break out of prison, and this guy couldn't. Wow. Yeah, it's a good Penguin point. Does have a brain, so. There's 
So that is my Legion history for, or uh, Stump to Subs for uh, this week. Outstanding. All right. Well, Brent, thanks for joining us this week. And uh, thanks, I, I especially like the idea that we get to see you again next week, too. Yeah, so awesome. um, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll do this again. Um, next, folks. Next week. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> I saved you from doing a, another Valor issue. Yay. Yes. I took one. Thank you, Michael. There's not many more. Um, all right, anybody, folks. Sorry, uh, go ahead. Uh, anybody want to put in, uh, want to claim it? Put in first dibs? We, we, can, we can do that offline. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> Well, we'll be surprised uh, everybody then. There you go. All right. Uh, comments, as always, are welcome at Legion of Substitute Podcasters at gmail.com. You can join in the conversation on our Facebook page, which can be found at facebook.legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com. We are on the Twitter. We are LOSP Podcast. And in addition to all those things, you can head over to our website, legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com, where you can leave a comment on this or any episode. And with that, we make our way back into the time bubble and... You know, we're fading in, we're fading out, we're, we're, we're here, we're there, we're everywhere, and we will see you all next week. I faded out ages ago. <laughs> <laughs>